What's up? It's Delaney, and I'd love to invite you to become an honorary co-host of the Self-Helpless Podcast. Do you want to pick episode topics and guests? Done. Want to surprise your loved ones with shout-outs on the show for a birthday, project launch, a much-needed divorce? Whatever you're up to, would love to be a part of the celebration. Get your favorite and least favorite quotes featured on the podcast, submit questions for our special guests, and find lots more new features and surprises at patreon.com slash selfhelpless. You'll also get added to our patron insider email list to easily redeem rewards via a quick email reply because we know hanging out on Patreon isn't everyone's thing. You can also opt out of emails if you prefer to be a silent supporter of the show. And don't worry, we do not Scrooge McDuck these contributions. 100% of proceeds go directly to operating expenses that make this weekly podcast possible and available to all. Learn more at patreon.com selfhelpless or simply click the link in this episode's description. Thank you for helping me fill the void of being the last standing host of the Self Helpless Podcast. Thank you so much. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. My mind's playing tricks on me. Why won't it let me be? Look inside and try to find, but nothing seems to give me sweet relief. Why won't it let me be? Look inside and try to find, but every time it seems I lose my mind. My mind. Oh, I. It's self helpless with Kelsey Cook. Delaney Fisher and Taylor Tomlinson. All right. All right. We've got to it. Yeah. yeah. This is a, a topic today that I've been mentioning, what, the last two episodes, I think? Yeah. Maybe more than that. But we're talking about adrenaline addiction today. Ooh. <laughs> yes. And we got a lot to say. Absolutely. But we'll get into some segments first. You got a quote, Boo? Oh, sure do. Let me pull it up. Uh, this is another just great Instagram, you know, <laughs> who knows? Um, it says, maybe the journey isn't so much about becoming anything. Maybe it's about unbecoming everything that isn't really you so you can be who you are really meant to be in the first place. And that's from Paul Colho. Thanks, oh, Paul. So good. I so really good. like that. Yeah. Yeah. And true. You yeah. think about just like being a kid versus adult. A lot of shit happens along the way that you yeah. have to unlearn and oh, un- yeah. undo to like find peace and Absolutely. happiness. Yeah. I oh feel like gosh. that with the still like getting off of the birth control and like rediscovering who I really am. You're like, oh, yeah. who you been this whole time? <laughs> just like dusting off a dirty rock, you know, yeah. <laughs> finding out who I am underneath. So, yeah. yeah, that's how therapy is. I feel like like therapy isn't necessarily like I'm going to become who I am. Eat, pray, love. It's <laughs> it's just you going in and going, all right, how do I uh, troubleshoot all this bullshit yeah. that I am and that I've accumulated over the years? Yeah, seriously. seriously. Um, Should we give a shout out to all oh, of our yeah. lovely people? Yes. We oh just got to do the coolest thing. We have a P.O. box, as you guys uh, you guys know if you've listened to us before. And so many helpsters sent us the nicest things, and we just got to open them all at once. It was Dude, like Christmas letters, in January. Yeah, letters and books and jewelry and just the nicest things. Yeah, seriously. I mean, just the nicest words ever. Yeah. It, it's like, I can't, I still can't believe it. We all it teared surreal. up. Yeah. Got the tissue box out. And just, <laughs> <laughs> some of you guys wrote these, like, these long letters that just, oh, just liquefied my heart. That yeah. was so nice. Thank you for those of you who have mailed stuff to us for just taking the time and putting in that effort. My God, that's, that's just so kind. So, yes. uh, if you guys want to, P.O. Box. 2474 in Toluca Lake, California, 91610-0474. That's on our website, too, but yeah. just in case. Uh, that's our P.O. box so yeah. that no crazies come to our house. <laughs> um, thanks. But thanks, you guys. Or you can just come to a show and, and hand us letters directly. We've definitely had people yeah. do that, too, and it's so sweet. That's and awesome. We just bring them back to the cave and go, <laughs> look, you guys. This person's working on their masters. Yeah. It's so cool. Really it cool. is awesome. Do some segments. Yeah. yeah. Do it. 
Well, I have a like a treat yourself update, I guess, because the last Let's episode I said it. I was about to go to Austin um, with some of my best friends for one of their 30th birthdays. And I just got back yesterday. Holy shit. That was one of the best vacations I've ever been on. Oh, that's, that's awesome. so awesome. It was so fun. If any of you uh, follow me on Instagram and saw my stories, I was trying to, to document, you know, like a good amount of it, but still be in the moment. You yeah. Know, and like enjoy the time <laughs> with my friends. But wow, Austin is such a fun city. It is. Mm -hmm. I, I get it now. I think a lot of people call it the Portland of Texas, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah. that sounds right. Pretty much. So many people are moving there from yeah. all over the place. I get why. I mean, Kane and I were like, do we have to live in LA? Like, can we just move <laughs> here? It's, I mean, there are food trucks everywhere. It just kind of feels like a nonstop block party. Yeah. Like, it mm -hmm. doesn't matter what day of the week is. People are out and about and like, just people are drinking there's live music everywhere i know it's the live music capital of the world oh. um live music djs there were scooters oh my god scooters oh there's so many scooters. changed <laughs> my life i didn't know about these but it's basically like razor scooters 2.0 because back in the day i had a little shitty razor scooter in middle school i think but these are like motorized scooters that you just like wave an app in front of it and then it's 15 cents per minute and we just fucking scooted around the city it was such a rush that's fun <laughs> your instagram stories were so funny on the scooters i'm like is this safe how drunk are no. they yeah yeah I, I, there was definitely a point where we're like Get we're drunk scooting without helmets on probably not safe but scooting under the influence <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I missed yeah, that. <laughs> I I okay, nobody, anyone? <laughs> all right, I'll go. But, <laughs> I'll go. Dude, I remember in college, people would get BUIs all the time, biking under the influence. Are you serious? Oh, yeah, they oh, were, it was a so big deal. It was a, it was a hefty ticket. Yeah, that is super embarrassing. Super embarrassing. Oh, but it happened all the time. So many BUIs wow. at my school. No screen. So I'm sure people in, in Austin get something. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I know we got like threatened with a fine at one point because we were on the sidewalk, and apparently you're supposed to like only. Oh. Oh, in really? certain lanes but um god it was it was such a rush i like i cannot <laughs> explain how much fun i had on the rush of adrenaline but it's just like you're just going fast and you got the wind in your hair and i was like playing music on my phone i just oh i don't know it was so much fun so we did that we went to so many good restaurants um franklin's barbecue which is like famous it's the, they're only open from like 11 a.m until 2 p.m oh it's wow. literally like it's like until they run out we waited in line for two hours and oh then i God. had the best barbecue ever it was unreal two um, hours two hours and it was worth it Holy it was legit the worth space it. mountain of barbecue <laughs> it was. seriously it was it was amazing um and oh, it was just man. oh we did an escape room that was really fun how was that i love escape rooms yeah they're great i've never done one oh, i'm scared we'll oh there's so fun. a blast there's no reason to be scared because there are yeah. there are ones that are like intended to scare you but there are lots of ones that yeah. i do that are just like find the buried treasure or like oh, okay uh, i like that break into the bank or whatever i don't um, look for buried treasure i don't look for a key in my calf or something <laughs> i just picture like saw like i just they have them. saw ones they i don't ones. like that yeah but i, no, no, I no. won't be doing those yeah no. yeah no thanks and so those i was you know we're talking about adrenaline addiction today those were i think good outlets and healthy outlets for adrenaline because you do get an adrenaline rush doing an escape room it's right. really fun um but yeah i just man i cannot recommend that enough if you have a group of friends and you're like hey let's all go we got this like cool airbnb we rented a house and split the cost if you can just like gather a group of your friends and go to a city that none of you have been to before wow it was worth every penny yeah. and it was it was just so much fun so that was one of the highlights for sure of my life was doing that vacation with my friend Aww, good yeah that's awesome, that's awesome. Um, I guess I have a treat yourself slash good shit. Yeah. Um, I'm getting a puppy tomorrow. Oh, my God. Puppy time. Uh, so last episode talked about how Maureen didn't get approved by my apartment building, which is shitty, and I'm still going to try to find her a home. Um, and so one of our helpsters actually had a great um, suggestion of basically paying her adoption fees, which is more incentive for somebody to adopt her. Oh, if that's they really nice. They don't, so that's something that I'm definitely going to save up for so I can Aww. probably do that for her. Um, and so we... We, uh, yeah, there uh, there was a rescue right around the corner from our apartment, and 
they adopted a little or they rescued a little terrier female terrier didn't know she was pregnant so she gave birth to five puppies while in rescue oh my goodness Um, and so yeah we decided like (laughs) oh shit why not i mean cam wanted a puppy from the beginning and i told him the only way i'd get a puppy is if it was from a rescue and i'm like don't plan on it that shit is rare yeah the day that we found out that we couldn't take maureen we looked and there there had been puppies posted in the last couple days i'm like oh that's really weird maybe we'll we'll be approved for one of them and so we applied and we we got approved so you'll be meeting uh maverick soon via social media we're very excited he's so cute what a good name too well it's so funny because cam's always said like uh i'd 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 like to name my daughter maverick one day and i'm like hmm interesting (laughs) okay and then (laughs) we're getting it down like oh how about maverick doesn't that sound good so you don't have to name a human that (laughs) (laughs) sounds really good idea right and Um, a puppy can't surf (laughs) (laughs) so that's safe yeah, I think it's like happy hockey medium. player when I yeah. hear Maverick. Like, it's, yeah. it's so intense. Yeah, and I'm that like, is I'm, a all about, I'm all about a cool, like, unique name, but I just, you know, Maverick Mulford, I don't know about that. So. Yeah, that is so funny. Yeah, so. Maverick Mulford. Maverick. <laughs> oh, my god. Also, like, Maureen, like, that was killing me a little bit, because you guys know I have, like, a weird thing about human names. Like, dogs. I, I love I was, like, human names on that's dogs. That's, like, only a human name. So, only a human name, Maureen. Like, yeah, well, her name would have been Susie. Yeah. <laughs> I Susie thought she I can... looked like a Maureen. She does look like a Maureen. With the underbite? Yeah. Yeah, I can't want to uh. name her Susie, but I'm like, damn, she just looks like Maureen. I don't yeah. know if I could change it. Maureen, I thought it was really funny. I'm with you. It's weird, but it's I thought so Maureen weird. was so fucking funny. Dude, I like, we almost named the, this new dog uh, Drake Gyllenhaal or like just oh, like, no. a, like a Jake? human. Human Jake? Jake? No. Or, uh, or no. okay. Nick Cage. We almost named him Nick. Yeah, so I no. think no. is a good, is a good, uh, no. Those no. Are a good call. Exclusively <laughs> human names. I like, love there's, it. I think it's so funny. Susie i could have gotten behind because yeah. that feels there's something about it feels yeah. a little more playful a little more yeah. puppy but nick <laughs> yeah nick Nicholas? is hard no it's no. worse no if you named him like gyllenhaal i think you could have done gyllenhaal but jake dude i think She's like come so here jake funny. yeah i think it's oh. so funny when dogs have human names like steven what are you doing over there steve that, that is that funny appropriate that's from an apatow movie that's not from life uh, like that's yeah. that's a bit exactly but like i'm not i'm not a fan when it's like this is my dog fluffy mcflufferson i'm like oh i mean what do you think about my guess they're cute but they're also human mia Maya or Mia? Mia. 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 That's true. She is named Griffin. Griffy. Griffy. Oh, is it? Is it short for Griffin? No, I know it's children's names. Who are you? (laughs) Get out of my house. Griffy, Mia, and Bungaloo. uh, Bungaloo. Yeah, Bungaloo's the only non-like person name. Griffy and Bungaloo, I think, are both. I thought Griffy was short for Griffin. No, from baseball guy. From that's ken griffey jr yeah oh oh griffey okay <laughs> i get it oh look at mia mia, mia just hopped up She's, on delaney's mia's lap. a lady name that is a full lady that human is name. true but it's i know it's a girl named mia. it's not as common that's why i felt like maureen was good because it's not right. as common i think she thinks her name is meow because it just sounds like i'm saying meow <laughs> like i'm just like talking to her anyway we're recording in my apartment today you guys there won't be youtube of of this particular episode but yeah that's my good i'm i'm gonna be a dog mom starting tomorrow we're really excited oh we'll talk her into babies (laughs) yes professional welder shana ford used vr training developed by forge fx to hone her skills as a welder the more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. categorize it i'll say it's a it's partly a a a good shit um kyle's dad and stepmom came down to visit us uh for the weekend which was really really nice they're like such sweet people and they got us like like tea stuff and like they they got us these um this this like card 
game called Our Moments for couples, and each one just has like a question on it, yeah. like to promote like conversation. And it oh, says, on it, like, use it on like road trips and stuff. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. That's cute. And that's they kind of laugh. Yeah, they gave it to us as like, well, you might think this is dumb. And I was like, I'm all about this. <laughs> like, I love this shit right here. Yeah. Um, and they're great. They're great questions. Like, I think the last one I pulled out and asked Kyle was, uh, who was the last person who deeply disappointed you? And I was like, these are good. Oh, I know. They're good. There was one uh, one that was really good that we did with his parents was, uh, uh, what are you most proud of, but you wouldn't put on a resume? And it was so hard oh. not to make a sex joke <laughs> in that moment. And I was like, don't do it. No, yeah. I don't care how cool his parents are. Don't make yeah. the, don't do the innuendo uh -huh. that you could do here. Yeah. Uh, talk about something else. Oh my God. <laughs> talk about a personal triumph, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that you had clothes on. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, it was really nice, but it, I didn't realize this until last night and I was having a tough time with it. But, uh, and maybe it's a lot of different things. Like today's like my biological mom's birthday and like there's all this oh, different oh. stuff that I'm sure is part of it. But because, uh, you know, Kyle and I have been talking, uh, you know, a lot about getting married and like making plans for that and stuff. And it's weird because his, you know, all his parents like know about it and are, you know, very involved and like his family is just very welcoming. And my sisters are great. And it's not that my parents aren't welcoming they because like you know they had him over for thanksgiving and all that stuff but it, like it's just different like i haven't talked to my dad in a couple weeks now and the last time we talked we like got in a fight and it's like if oh, i want to is that normal to go that long without talking to him or? if i don't uh reach out yeah mm -hmm. um but it because it like ended badly and it was when like i was having really bad chest pain and i was like in urgent care and shit and he like it just it's it's just tough for me so i had a little bit of like I was just, it wasn't a meltdown. I just got really sad last mm. night, I think, because I was just like, oh man, like, when like cool stuff happens, I get sad about my mom being gone. So I'm like, okay, she's never going to see this. And then also, um, I, I just, you know, it's tough because we moved in together and my parents really do not support that. And as a result, I think won't ask about how things are going not that they asked when i moved either when i moved they didn't like say like do you need help how's it going like mm. how did the move go like nothing and uh it's it's just tough you know like it's it's tough to feel like um your your partner has this like very supportive family and you have you know at least in part people in your life that are a little more conditional with their love and support and uh mm. Yeah. you know my parents aren't like bad people or anything they're they're good people but um yeah i just have a little bit more of a complicated relationship with uh with my parents than than he does mm -hmm. and uh you know on the one hand i was talking to delaney about this on the way over like it's nice that you get to kind of like enjoy these people in your family yeah. now too yeah. but um you know there's there's just a little bit of uh just a little bit of a bummer yeah and i didn't realize that that was that's something i'm gonna have to deal with in therapy i think and and continue to deal with and i think i'm in a much better place with it than i have been in the past and we get so many emails from people who grew up religious or have parents that don't approve of what they're doing with their lives or whatever else and um i really appreciate people reaching out because it makes me feel like way less alone but uh yeah you know it's just it's good to be aware of what's affecting you and why it is affecting you and uh, sometimes even really great, cool things, uh, can, can make you sad. Yeah. So mm -hmm. yeah. that's, that was, that was a sort of good shit. Maybe to fuck. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what that is, but that's, that's where I'm at yeah. this week. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry yeah. I think it's, um, when it's so kind of right in your face like that, when there's such a, a very clear comparison, because mm -hmm. I know that certainly happened with me and cam in the beginning too as i started comparing our family situations um and i th i'm hoping that will get better with time i know it has for me too mm -hmm. yeah um but yeah hopefully like down the road when you look back it's just like you know everybody's just like a big happy family and i think it, this this stuff that's going on with your parents will hopefully no longer be a thing like once you guys are married and all that stuff it's like hopefully they never even fucking bring it up again yeah you know? um, yeah but yeah it's, it's yeah it's tough to hard. feel like they I, I don't know i feel like my my dad at least is expecting 
and more than expecting almost hoping for it to blow up in my face Mm. moving in with kyle which sucks like because if we get married and it works out then they were wrong then they were wrong right Right. you know and that's gonna be or maybe they won't ever say they're wrong but it's like yeah it's it's not supposed to work out like the reason they believe that is because it's it's not healthy it's not good for you to do that to move in and uh or to have sex before marriage and all that stuff but and the fact that it's it is for me um i just i just don't know how that's gonna go or if they're gonna be sort of dismissive or i I just don't know right so right yeah that's so complicated when it's like logically you know that that is not true Mm -hmm. and that that is not what your life is but that the people you want that approval from are it's your family it's not Mm -hmm. just like some random person on instagram who left a shitty comment or something that you can just be like well whatever fuck them yeah it's your it's your parents and like you innately want that and that's i think a huge struggle for all of us as we get older is like finding out like what that relationship is and Mm -hmm. where you draw that line of like okay they i'm comfortable with them being in my life this quantity and this Mm -hmm. amount and then the rest of it i have to like guard because it's my life it's not their life and especially in that case where like your parents have very different beliefs than you do yeah so yeah. it's another, another layer yeah. yeah it's a weird thing where you like grow up under your parents care and you are always seeking their approval because like you kind of have to if you live with yeah. them and then at some point as an adult you're like wait i don't have to do this anymore mm-hmm. like i'm my own person now and it's really weird again kind of going back to the quote to like unlearn everything that you learned yeah by growing up with people yeah yeah very strange but yeah that's been a big focus in um therapy for me the last few weeks is like unlearning that idea that you have to make them happy yeah because like that's what was put on me specifically at least was like Mm -hmm. i was responsible for their happiness and it was kind of like you know going back and forth between the two houses with my parents divorce and it was like my presence was what was like required to make them feel happy and Mm -hmm. to be like but now I'm an adult and I don't want to keep like dividing myself up into little pie pieces and like trying to check off everybody's box. Like, okay, I saw this person at the holidays. I also saw that person at the holidays. Did I, did I not disappoint anybody? It's like, fuck, no wonder holidays can feel so exhausting as an adult, especially like if you come from divorce, it's just, it's a lot. So I'm learning more and more to, I don't know. It feels weird to be like selfish, but just to know that like, that's not on me mm-hmm. yeah. to make them happy. Like they are their own people. They can be happy on their own. Exactly. Yeah. You shouldn't be somebody's like purpose. That's a lot of pressure to put on people. Yeah. yeah. It's like oh. you're my purpose for living. That's, that's a lot. Yeah. yeah. I remember Ooh. you talking about that with your mom and you being an only child. And I'm sure that's like yeah. a whole unique set of yeah. things you've dealt with too. And it's a lot of pressure and she never even has to say those things, but it's, I feel that pressure where it's like every, every little thing I do affects her and I want to make her proud and happy, but I, it's also not my job. Like you said, yeah. Kelsey, it's not yeah. my job and everybody's responsible for their own happiness. Yeah. So, yeah. <sighs> this is a deep segment, but yeah. you know, again, <laughs> all coming from great things. Yeah. Uh, just you know, it's so yeah. nice that you're gonna marry into such a great family, right? And, yeah, um, you know, that it's like it's kind of focusing on that the gratefulness aspect, you know. Yeah, because yeah. you could be yeah. going into a really crazy situation. So then, true. Yeah. You know? So and it's like, my, and my family is not like I've I have a nice family. Yeah, it's just, totally. It's just There's specifically you know the religious stuff with my parents is is mostly yeah. what it is. But uh, and I love my family too. They're just not all you know. Yeah. Like a <laughs> unit, the way the Mulfords are. You know. Yeah. yeah. I've so. come to see it as like you make your core family, you make your own family with your partner and stuff, and then like any in laws and any of that shit, that's just a bonus. Like if you get. Yeah a few people that you like really hit it off with and are cool like nice didn't have them in my life before that's great yeah if not doesn't fucking change my life because i didn't need you before anyway you know what i mean so right yeah all right let's get into the meat because i am so fascinated i don't know anything about adrenaline addiction this is something that kelsey has been researching Mm -hmm. a lot and uh has been bringing up for the last few weeks and yeah 
I mean, I'm I'm so excited. Yeah, to yeah. Find out more about this. glazed over it in the workaholic, uh, workaholics anonymous workaholism episode. If you're interested in this, you can always listen back to that one. But mm-hmm. now we're really gonna get more specific with it. So Kelsey, why don't you kick it yeah. off? Yeah, yeah. I feel like with adrenaline addiction, if it's something that uh, resonates with you, once you figure it out and just see it, like you can't unsee it, which I think is really helpful because then it kind of pushes you to keep getting help with it. Um, whereas all these years, like I didn't understand that that was what the driving force was for me making these kind of like I don't know manic decisions and just keeping myself busy all the time I didn't realize that there was um like a substance beneath it because adrenaline is it's a chemical and it's a like a drug in your body that you are making and uh if you kind of get hooked on it then you just want more and more so are there any any like hard drugs that people with adrenaline addiction like fall prey to using you know i'm not sure about that but i do know that like uh people they've done studies for um rock climbers like people who do like really intense like mountain climbing and stuff like that go through the same sort of withdrawal symptoms after they stop climbing that like um a a drug addict does interesting Mm -hmm. so do you think that's part of why like if we don't do stand up for mm-hmm. too long, we start getting sad and anxious. Yes. And oh yeah. Interesting. Totally. Okay. And I, I um, it's there's so much stuff about it. I'm so excited to talk about it. Um, so. This is uh, from tablegroup.com. I found a really cool article. It says, um, executives with adrenaline addiction are the ones always pecking away at their Blackberries during meetings, talking on their cell phones during every five-minute break of those meetings, and checking emails late at night. They go from meeting to meeting to meeting with no time in between for reflection or thought. Always overwhelmed, adrenaline junkies seem to have a constant need for urgency, even panic to get them through the day. They cannot grasp the race driver's motto, you have to slow down to go fast. Instead, they keep their foot on the pedal at full throttle, convinced that any deceleration is a lost opportunity like an alcoholic after a night of binge drinking an adrenaline addict will often sit at home at night wondering how life became so chaotic and vowing to take back control the next day and then that day begins and their addiction kicks in giving them a sense of comfort even as it hurts them so that was wow. like really interesting to me like even though it's hurting you you just you keep doing it because it's like what you know and it fulfills that that rush yeah. um They also say there is something particularly insidious about adrenaline addiction that makes it hard for many leaders to kick the habit. Unlike other addicts whose behaviors are socially frowned upon, adrenaline addicts are often praised for their frantic activity, Mm. even promoted for it during their careers. Mm -hmm. And so they often wear their problem like a badge of honor, failing to see it as an addiction at all in spite of the pain it causes. So I know that you talked about that, Delaney, with going to the Workaholics uh, Anonymous meetings and working through your workbook. Yeah, I think it's really important to know that like adrenaline addiction doesn't necessarily mean that you're like friggin pushing a car up a hill every day. It's it can be really, really small tasks that build up in Mm -hmm. your mind, you know, that you're like you're. I used to wake up and every day felt like I was, it was a race against the clock. Yes. You know, it's like, how much can I get done today? Boom. Here's my checklist. Ready, set, go. Yes. Like no, no moment to breathe or reflect or to eat, eat a lunch, healthy lunch, you know, nothing. So yeah. it's like, I think it's really, it, people need to know that this adrenaline issue can be something very small and it doesn't have to be a, like, uh, you know, around work or athletics or anything like that. It can also just be you at home yes. making all kinds of weird to-do lists for yourself. Yeah. Yes. Do so, you feel like yeah. that's the same thing, though? Or do you feel like that's more workaholism? I know they're they're kind of, they're, they're intertwined. Married. Yeah, yeah, they're married. Yeah. But I, is it possible to have adrenaline addiction without workaholism and workaholism without adrenaline addiction? Because I think, I mean... I don't know. The impression I get from you is that yours comes from like, you feel like your worth is in what you accomplish, which is the workaholism or you feel like you have to be, you know, get, and I feel that with you too, Kels, but I don't feel like you're addicted to like necessarily like a rush of excitement like in this like yeah that you want to be home all the time you don't want to perform like well, i manage it now you do I okay still, i suffer what with what kelsey does but okay. i um uh i've made some major changes where it almost makes it harder for me to get the adrenaline rush mm. um so basically like by definition workaholism is basically it's a process and a substance addiction Mm. so i don't know if you can be a workaholic without adrenaline addiction because it coincides so yeah the process is overworking or overdoing and the substance is adrenaline Mm. and then you know basically as a workaholic you're operating on the flight or fight 
flight or fight response leading to like uh, cortisol, norepinephrine and adrenaline releasing in your body, which can lead to heart attack and diabetes and, you know, lowered immune system and gastrointestinal problems, all this stuff. So for me, it's like I once I realized what was going on and I could put a name to it, I was like, holy shit, this is definitely what my problem is. Right. Along with some other books and stuff that we had been reading, but that was like a big problem. I remember talking to my mom about it and like, well, uh, she was like, you know, you, there's addiction in the family. Like Mm -hmm. this is an addiction. This sounds, I mean, there's, she might be in an addict, an addict in some way and other people in my family and, and, uh, you know, don't take this lightly. Right. And I'm like, yeah, I guess it makes sense. I was, I've been around addictive behavior and tendencies and stuff. And like, we've talked about, this is like a glorified addiction. Yeah. The harder you work, like the, you know, the more prestige that you get, it's like people really, um, you know, value that. And it, yeah. So yeah, Kelsey, you had more, I mean, I have a ton more, but go, yeah. um, go ahead. Back um, to stuff. They say that for a lot of people, adrenaline can um, start to get addictive in school. Like when we're so mm. young because of uh, being given assignments and then procrastinating, yeah. procrastinating is like such a quick tool for adrenaline because you push until the last minute and then you get this huge surge of like, Oh my God, I, ha- I actually have to get it done in the next three hours. Yeah. And once you accomplish it, it, it kind of like encourages you to keep doing it because you mm-hmm. pulled it off. Like you were able to do it and you gave yourself that rush. So, um, they say that school is like a really easy first place to start to get that. I know for me too, um, I've been talking about it in therapy that being in that kind of chaotic environment growing up where I was going back and forth between two households, that was like a little bit of an adrenaline there because there just wasn't a lot of stability. There wasn't like a typical baseline routine. It was like there was something always going on. I always had like a a changing schedule. Um, So I have a list uh, from ashwoodrecovery.com. These are activities that can often produce adrenaline. Um, Driving unsafely. I know I mentioned that, that when I first got a driver's license, I got several speeding tickets because I was just like, oh my God, like I get to just like go fast and it's... Yeah, Uh, I'm sure a lot of people will go through that. So driving unsafely, having sex too quickly or having unsafe sex, Mm. which is also something I have done um, where I've had sex like very quickly in relationships, except for my first one. Um, (laughs) But yeah, um, I haven't had I I don't want to say I've had unsafe sex, but I definitely like jumped the gun on having sex in relationships um, Mm -hmm. pretty early on. Uh, Extreme sports like rock climbing, motorcycle racing and skydiving. Those are like the more obvious ones. Mm -hmm. Um, Lying, gambling, stealing, um, abusing alcohol or drugs, picking a fight, having an argument, debating uh, controversial issues and then working after procrastination. Mm -hmm. So I don't feel like you do any of those shitty ones. (laughs) (laughs) Like procrastinating, maybe. Yeah, but I the other ones I don't feel like you lie no I don't lie um I have there have been definitely like times in my relationship with Kane though where like I'm more prone to picking fights Mm -hmm. um this is a more like a a deeper dive into that particular thing um by causing conflict instigating arguments creating drama and even exploiting other people in anger or frustration um we get an adrenaline kick research has shown that the brain gets both a dopamine and adrenaline rush from being right in an argument Mm. um which is kind of interesting you're talking about your family tay and how like your dad is like waiting to be right yeah um in situations of high stress, fear, or distress, the hormone and neurotransmitter cortisol floods the brain. When you argue and win, your brain floods with different hormones, adrenaline and dopamine, which makes you feel good, dominant, and even invincible. It's a feeling any of us would want to replicate. So the next time we're in a tense situation, we fight again. We get addicted to being right. No, Oof. yeah. No, I get wow. that part. <laughs> I mean, that's everybody. If you're like, oh, that's me. That's all of us. Yeah, that's, yeah. We all like to win. Yeah. I talked to a friend of mine about that where like, She's like, I've gotten in fights before, and if, like, he gets really upset, like, my partner, then I feel better. Whoa. Which is, like... Yeah. But that's... That makes sense. That it's... Because it's you being right. If they feel bad about what they did, then it's you being, like... You're like, okay, I can calm down now because... Yeah. I get that rush of correctness. Um, And kind of, like, what you were saying, Tay, with, um, uh, like, 
an adrenaline addiction versus workaholism and uh-huh. if they're mutually mutually well cannot talk mutually <laughs> exclusive um i thought this was interesting uh it says well not the most dramatic sign of adrenaline addiction having a packed schedule and rushing around is perhaps one of the most common signs that adrenaline mm-hmm. has become an issue in your life this is not to say that every businesswoman or soccer dad that runs from morning to night is necessarily an adrenaline junkie the sign is more in how you handle a busy schedule those who are busy by necessity will be grateful for a break when they get a weekend morning to sleep in or a relaxing evening relaxing evening with their loved ones an adrenaline junkie in contrast will continually add more to their schedule or list of responsibilities if things begin to slow down Mm. um Nearly everyone has busy seasons in their life, but when adrenaline addiction is an issue in your life, this busyness may continue unabated for years at a time. Mm. Uh, to give some perspective on what this looks like, we can turn to the personal story of an elementary school principal. She says, long hours came with the territory. I thought nothing of putting in 10 hours in school and then doing more when I got home each evening. Most of my weekend time was spent working too. Um, I loved seeing my people thrive, but I didn't realize the toll it was taking on my health. Eventually, I suffered burnout. I decided to leave education and take my life in a different direction. I thought I'd be happy and relaxed, but instead I fell into depression and anxiety. Yeah. I was experiencing the classic symptoms of adrenaline addiction and withdrawal. So wow. yeah. when you're like, when we don't do stand up and we feel depressed and anxious, it's so it's really hard. It's like, it's yeah. hard to get clean or whatever yeah. because you just feel empty and bored mm-hmm. and you can feel depressed and anxious. And so you're like, well, I guess I'll just stay busy to avoid this feeling. Totally. Yeah. I remember even as a kid, like if we had if there was a day that we didn't have anything going on, my mom said that I would kind of just like walk around the home and like not Mm. know what to do with myself. And like, why don't you just sit and relax, you know, whatever I, but I don't like, I couldn't do it. I'm like, I don't, it feels weird not doing something. Right. Mm. Um, and I feel like once I, it was so helpful learning about this because now I'm able to identify it, take a moment, address it and like figure it out. So, when I, cause I, I'm still doing this, even though I'm like working from home and I've taken a lot of stuff off my plate, but I will like be racing up and down my stairs in my apartment by myself doing this and then going down and doing this. And I'm like, what the fuck am I doing right now? Yeah. yeah. Just take your time. And like, yeah. then I look and I, it, it's almost like everything has to be done immediately. And I'm like, no, let's take a look at the schedule. This can be done today. This can wait till tomorrow. I have to constantly remind myself that it's not, you know, everything feels urgent. Like, yeah, that's my instinct. And then I have to remind like, okay, this is the problem. Like, yeah, I talk myself down constantly. But when you don't know what's going on, you're just running around thinking this is how you are. And like, this is, you know, what you should be doing. And um, yeah. So how have you been doing with that now? Um, It's. I don't know. It goes up and down. I'm meditating more and more, which was one of my New Year's resolutions was to meditate once a day. And that is helpful because, I mean, it's proven to like actually change your brain, which is, Mm. you know, I always joke about like, I need a fucking lobotomy if I'm going to be a different person. (laughs) But meditating is about as close as I can get without getting on medication. Um, Because one of the activities that they have you do while you're meditating is to notice if you're if your brain wanders if it's a thought or if it's a feeling and then if that thought or feeling is positive negative or neutral and then you just let it go and you go back to your breathing and then like another thought comes in and you just Mm. keep doing that um so it's all about that like you know like you said delaney pausing to realize what is happening right and in that way you can actually like process shit because so much of this of having these crazy schedules is that you you don't build in time to reflect yeah which to me was never a thing that I thought you were supposed to do. Right. Where do you write reflect on your to-do list? That sounds fucking <laughs> <Yeah>. weird. <laughs> Go to the grocery store, like upload a podcast, reflect like who fucking writes that. That would be yeah. so weird to me, but it's true. You do need pockets of time throughout your day to just like sit and think about what you just did. Yeah. Like yeah. what, and you should schedule it. Exactly. Like you should write it down. You exactly. know, you should, yeah, you should plan it like anything else on your to-do list. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Cause I got to the point where I was, I, I was on, um, Carla's podcast yesterday and oh, she yeah. was asking me like, when you felt like, oh, when you felt like you were crazy, what were you doing? And I'm like, 
oh, I was writing a movie. I was doing stand-up. I was doing improv. I was uh, doing the podcast. So I was, and she's like, and also, didn't you have a day job? I'm like, oh, yeah, and I had a day job. Yeah. And she's like, and, and I got to the point where I didn't even know what I liked because I wasn't <laughs> reflecting. And oh, I wasn't yeah. taking time to even think, do I actually enjoy this? It was just one thing to the next. Yeah. And I'm like, and I, and then I realized that most of the th- things that I was doing, I didn't even actually like doing. Mm. Wow. And then I just had to slowly chip away. I got rid of one thing at a time. Yeah. And, and now my new rule is that I cannot have, I cannot have more than two jobs at once. I can have two jobs. So I have Dick's by Delaney and self helpless. And then if there's another third project, that's going to be more temporary. Great. But like, if a third job is coming in, I have to figure something else out. Wow. I have to figure out what's going to be my priority. And the other one is going to have to kind of take, you know, yeah. take a back seat. So, yeah, it's all about managing it. And it doesn't, yeah. you know, it's like, it's, it's like any other addiction. You, you don't read one Alcoholics Anonymous book <laughs> yeah. and then stop going to Alcoholics Anonymous, right? Yeah. Like that is an everyday practice. It's and, an ongoing and, thing. Yeah, adrenaline needs to be an everyday practice too, or workaholism is also. Yeah. yeah, I think that's the hard part is like it's so easy to let it slip your mind and just get right back into being a chicken with its head cut off running yeah. around yeah. because you can't like physically see it. You'd like you know you didn't hide the bottle from yourself it's like i feel like i almost need to take like a bottle and write like adrenaline on it and like (laughs) (laughs) make like a conscious effort of like okay you're like avoiding this today or whatever um i do feel like both of you have gotten so much better at slowing down in the last yeah it's almost two years now it's been is it been two years since we all started working together yeah yeah it's been two years i mean yeah even in the last year i know we talked about it on our resolutions episode but like if you look at where we were at when i look back at those pictures we took at your old apartment delaney on yeah. that christmas that oh uh, gosh, i yeah. started we all started smoking weed <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that, like i was just like oh my gosh like we were all so burnt out mm-hmm. delaney was kind of discovering how much she loved being home and like yeah. not wanting to perform but it was like the very beginning of that and that was only like a year ago yeah, oh, yeah. It's crazy. There well, were, yeah. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, Kelsey. I just say there were times where I, we would get done recording, especially on days where we would try and do like three in one day. Oh my God. Yeah. And I, I mean, I just felt out of my mind. I was like, yeah. I just have to go. Like, I have to get out of here because like, I can't, like, I, I can't do anymore. Yeah. I feel like I'm losing it. Yeah. So you get that crazy, like, uh, brain fog. I remember not being able if i wasn't looking at my calendar i would have no idea where i was supposed to be that day or the next day or the rest of the week i couldn't remember anything and i knew it was a big problem when i told you guys that like i had set up a lunch meeting with somebody that was my idea and it was something that was rather important to me to go get and completely slipped my mind oh yeah and then getting a voicemail like that he was waiting for me and i'm like oh my god i completely forgot i would have never thought about this again because i just the, the, there's too many thoughts in my brain and yeah. now i feel really good to to be able to not have to look at my calendar and be like i know exactly what i have to do friday and it's yeah tuesday you know and, yeah. and, and i it's because i've really tried to clear my schedule and and change my scheduling habits you know yeah but man, oh. it's tough. It's constant. It's a constant battle. Yeah. I have a list of um, the different types of um, adrenaline addicts, which I thought was helpful because I hadn't yeah. seen anything like this yeah. before. Um, so there are four. Number one, the accomplisher. This is the classic type of adrenaline addict, the one who has an almost innate need to stay busy and cross things off a list in order to feel productive. Ooh, who's that? Oh, yeah. Who that? Ooh, who's that? Who's that? Who's that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think I've ever Never met that person. What? Huh? That's a to-do list. <laughs> Uh, they like to be able to measure daily progress in terms of what they have completed, even at the expense of the bigger, longer-term view. Accomplishers are most susceptible to developing an adrenaline addiction because they are prone to take on more and more work. So that's number one, the accomplisher. Number two, the personal deflector. I thought this was really fascinating. This is the type that uses their addiction to keep from assessing themselves and reflecting on their situation. Mm. They often have problems in their personal lives or nor- no personal life at all, and the last thing they want to do is face up to that. So they convince themselves that they have no time for their personal lives which sadly only exacerbates the problem and prolongs the pain of dealing with it 
Damn. Oh, yeah. wow. I think, I mean, I feel like you can maybe be all four of these types or like yeah. a combination of a yeah, few. Or at certain times in your life, you might totally. be more one than yeah. the other. Totally. Um, number three, the organizational deflector. This type is like the previous one, except that the issue being avoided is trouble within the organization. Oftentimes a CEO, <laughs> uh, hello, fire festival. <laughs> I believe... <gasps> I believe this is what was happening there. Oftentimes, a CEO or senior executive of a struggling company convinces themselves and others that they are too busy to stop and take an honest look at the company's situation. Oh, God. <laughs> it's just making me laugh. I, like, I just watched the Fire Sweet Festival Lord. thing. Is that good? Oh, my God. You Everybody's guys have to watch like, it. Everybody's freaking out about it. You have to watch it. I'm going to watch that. I didn't watch the one on Hulu. I watched the one on Netflix. And it's just, it's just a fun ride of just watching people absolutely shit the bed. Ah. <laughs> It's just fun. It's fun to watch it from the comfort of your own home and be yeah. like safe. And, yeah, yeah, I didn't do that. Um, you guys watch the Ted Bundy documentary? No, I can't. I can't watch it's it. It's so good. Ugh. Oh my god! Is it, is it's it, great. Like, okay. can you sleep at night afterward? I can sleep at night. Okay, because he's dead. Yeah. Okay. Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like, it's crazy because I started watching it just as like, all right, I'll probably get bored of this because I feel like I know enough about Ted Bundy. And then I got in there and I was like. I don't know anything. Like wow. it's crazy all Jeez. the shit oh that he God. did. When well, you forget that it's like in like the seventies, so that they don't they kept they kept saying like we didn't have the technology. Like I know it seems now, like how did you not get it? Mm-hmm. But like th- this was seventy it. whatever and it's like, oh, that makes sense, like yes. how he got away with like the it's it's crazy though. It's so crazy. Like what a psycho. It's wow. Oh my gosh, Legit it's so interesting. Psycho. Dude, have you guys yeah. been watching Leah Remini's The Aftermath, Scientology? No, no I want to watch it's that. Freaking phenomenal. Okay. It's HBO. so well done. Okay, I watched it on Hulu, I think, and then Cam put something else on for me. Now I'm watching the third season <laughs> on something else. I think it might be HBO. I don't know. He sets it up for me and then I watch oh it on my computer. He is like your hospice care. <laughs> You live in your own retirement home. You're so old. He's like, okay, for some reason on my computer, like my default keeps going to something called Safe Finder. Have you ever heard of this? What did you do? I literally don't know what you're pushing. Like this makes no sense. I don't know. He's got to change my Google settings. Anyway, um, it's a great documentary and I I have my own uh, personal connection with the Church of Scientology because my ex-boyfriend was a product of the Church of what? Scientology. Yeah. Whoa. So we can even get into whole all that. I didn't like, know that. Oh, I'm really, I see what's happening here with a lot of what was going on. Oh, I'd love to do an episode on Scientology. family mm-hmm. dynamic. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. But yeah, it's really fascinating. You guys should look at, uh, watch it. It's really incredible. I think everybody should know about um what's going on with this organization i think it's totally. valuable information to know yeah. yeah we should do an episode on just like meditation and stuff too coming up yeah we yeah. when we had gad elmale on i think we named that episode meditation but mm-hmm. we could we could rename it and uh, do an actual one devoted to it but he talked about the power of meditation and yeah i thought that was super helpful yeah. um so anyway, continuing about uh, the organizational deflector. As the company spirals, the adrenaline addict only works harder, trying to be convinced that the problem can be solved by working more hours at breakneck speed. Mm-hmm. They will do anything to avoid confronting the real problems, which are often more fundamental and require real change. Um, mm-hmm. It's so funny to read that after watching Fire Festival. If you guys watch it, like that's exactly what happened. Um, and then number four... Uh, the dramatist the dramatist 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 um some adrenaline addicts get a degree of satisfaction from their addiction because it gives them an opportunity to draw attention to themselves and their plight they will repeatedly complain about their overwhelming situation seemingly in search of admiration or pity from anyone who will listen mm. hmm. yeah interesting i feel like wow. you guys are definitely accomplishers i'm definitely the accomplisher yep, and sure. i think it started by deflecting yes oh. i think it's a one and a two yeah a little I think bit it could be a combo mm. because mm. if i'm uh, you guys have mentioned like you're surprised like if i don't call you when i'm upset about something yeah yeah which it's so weird because this is probably part of this addiction is like my first thought is like okay how can i fix my problem let's get into that first mm, okay. right and so my first thought isn't oh i'm gonna call somebody because i'm upset and i want to talk about it because i'm like well that would might take an hour of my time when i really want to just oh, get down i to do that fixing the problem i do and that then i can tell them after oh what a crazy day this is it's resolved now but this is what oh, happened I see. but i don't ever do it in the moment because for me it's like i want to solve the problem by doing something 
I, instead of just being that. and like sitting in. I feel like talking to someone is doing something. But not in my addict brain. You know what really? I mean? In my head, it's like, well, we can talk about this later, but what are you going to do about it? Let me let me fix it. Venting you know? doesn't do anything for you? Like venting to somebody? Not if I feel like I'm on a time crunch about something, which is okay. every day. I get that. I, <laughs> right? I totally get like, I also, f- like, I, I don't want this to sound braggy, but, like, I have a lot of amazing friends, and sometimes I, like, look at who I would talk to, and I'm like... Uh, now I just feel overwhelmed at the thought of talking to anybody because I feel like if I tell this person then I'm going to have to tell that person and then I'm going to have to tell that person and then tell that person and then it's just like another to-do list so I'm like no I guess I'm just going to deal with it on my own yeah so I've I've been there before for sure right Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about like the treatment uh, for overcoming this addiction, uh, it says, like any other addiction, the first step is to acknowledge the problem um, and then declare a desire to eliminate it. Uh, the second step, which has been really important for me, I know, is um, for them to let their peers and subordinates know that they are trying to kick the habit hmm. because many of these people have become enablers over the years and have learned to play to the person's addiction. Those people yeah. must be given explicit permission to stop enabling the behavior. Oh, yeah. Let me know. I'm your subordinate. Uh, yeah, yeah, like I'll keep you guys in check. It is helpful though, right? Like yeah. once once we're all in the know about like what he, yeah. what we're all working on, it's like, are you sure you should be doing that? Oh yeah, and you we, take a moment. We do keep each other know? in check. We've all I know we've helped you a lot, Tay, with oh like God, certain yeah. travel things. You're just like somebody tell me I can cancel this, and we're like, yes, definitely cancel that. Right. Yeah. Oh um, my God, that's so helpful. Yeah, I usually text you guys, or I talk to Kyle, or I talk to Justin about it. Where I'm just like, is this worth it? And then it's helpful to have a, a group of people who know exactly how much i travel how busy i am and go like no don't do that yes. it's not worth it you know yeah. what i mean exactly um yeah well, i told one of the first people i told was my best friend melissa i was like i think i realized that i'm you know i have an addiction like mm-hmm. it, it goes it goes beyond just like accomplishing things and like you know i yeah. think it's, it's a real problem and once i told her she's always been like are you sure you can come to this you know yeah. you don't have to like she yeah. she's very aware and it's like and i can be honest like i could probably come to this thing tonight but like i'm just um i overbooked myself again and i have to take something off my plate like it's yeah. nice to be able not to come up with like excuses as to why you can't do shit anymore yeah, because totally. the people that you love and care about you they know it. what you're doing like what you're working on and it's okay yeah. yeah you know it's enough to just be like hey i just don't have the energy to yeah you don't have to be like oh i forgot i made an appointment and the doctor's right. at 9 p.m right. like you can just be like hey i just can't um yeah, yeah i also i think i mentioned this on the podcast before but i think beth stelling said that on i think it was ron funch's podcast which is very good it's called getting better and uh i think she said like I, I realized at one point, like, I don't owe anybody an explanation for canceling shows specifically. No, yeah. Like, you mm. can just say, I can't make it. And that was so freeing to me. Yeah, I love like, that. Yeah, because I always, always thought, like, hey, man, like, I have a flight early in the morning. And it's like, even if you do have a great excuse, it doesn't matter. Yeah. The point is, you're canceling. You're not coming. Yeah. So just communicate that. Say you're sorry. Yeah. Apologize for the late notice if it's late notice. But, like, you don't have to go through. You don't have to write a... Oh man! Fucking right. essay, yeah, about wh- what a, a dickhead you feel like for canceling. Like, yeah, it's just not necessary, and it's that pressure we put on ourselves to like keep everybody happy and liking us. Right. I think as women too, there's oh, another yeah. layer of that. I don't yeah. see that a ton with dudes. When I've had like somebody cancel on me, if it's some sort of work related thing, it's just like, hey, like can't do it. Uh, can we try another time? Like yeah. that's yeah. usually the kind of cancellation I'll get from a dude. But I feel like with women a lot, there's like oh, this yeah. pressure to be really pleasant and like not hurt anybody's feelings and make sure everything's yeah. going to be okay. And yeah. 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 I hear that a lot. I've um, really been working on uh, just being comfortable with people not liking me. Yeah. Even Oof. if it's not true, but I just used to, I'm so scared of that all the time about people not yeah, liking me. me. Yeah. And it's like, it's not worth that. I mean, I feel that way if I like somebody or if I've been close to them, like, there right. are people that I feel like, you know, have what it feel are weird with me now for whatever reason that I started with. And uh, that still bothers me. But I mean, just like it used to bother me if anybody might dislike like anybody, someone I'm who hosted there. a show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so once you like let go of that. Teach me your ways. It mm-hmm. ma- You just have to decide. You're just like, wh- why does it even matter to me? Like, what what is it going to change about my life right. if this tertiary 
person right who i spoke to once i might speak to in passing once and also we live in la they're not going to be right. a jerk to your face right they'll be nice <laughs> to your face and it's like right. it's, a, it's just not worth any of the like there have even been people that i'm like oh i should like talk to them and see like if we're okay and i'm like why yeah why if yeah. you if we're not okay and you don't like me then i don't like you either i have <laughs> i have all my people not even i have all like my you. people i just don't even care right i, I don't even think about you it's right. just yeah. not worth it and even like people like reps like rep, we've talked about this this is more of like a showbiz thing but like people who represent you and stuff like mm-hmm. we've talked about that like it's so difficult to always want to feel like oh my manager has to like me my agent has to like me they have to think i'm a hard worker they don't care if you are a good person they kind of <laughs> care but mostly they just want to make money yeah off of you so whatever you yeah. have to do to make them money just do that yeah and keep it profesh yeah and then go hang out with your friends yeah yeah, yeah. oh man i always think about the core friendships i'm like yeah if my core friendships are intact i'm good yeah the yeah. other ones may come and go and i'm like i've, I've made peace with that yeah, yeah you know. absolutely um yeah the whole uh like having people be kind of your sponsor i guess i guess that's what that is is like having your friends or your people close to you being sponsors for like the adrenaline addiction i kind of gave kane that permission not that long ago and we've hit a couple patches where like i realized that i gave him the permission but i was fighting against it and i was like shit this is so hard mm. because when you're yeah. in one of those adrenaline moments where you're like no i have to do this and you have somebody going you actually don't mm. you're like but i really i swear i have to and he's like i'm i promise you like you don't actually have to do that yeah it's really hard and i'm just i'm learning that it's gonna take time but um it just it it happens all the time like it comes up so often with me yeah um i just went through not that long ago a few weeks ago there was kind of like a family emergency happening and both my brother and kane were like we can just hire somebody to provide this care and i was like no no no, i got it i got it and they're like are you sure because that's like that's a lot of work but i was just like yeah no, no i got it i got it and i didn't realize until afterward that that's like just more kind of adrenaline addiction and yeah. like getting myself overly involved in situations that i really like when it comes down to it could have asked for help yeah Yeah. and i think um maybe that's a weakness of people with adrenaline addiction too is like not asking for people's help totally Mm -hmm. just thinking you can do it on your own yeah and even like in i I really recommend the workaholics anonymous books they talk about like look if you're not giving up control you can always remind yourself like there are other people who can probably do what you're doing like if you think of a task you could probably teach somebody they might do it your way or even better yeah. if that's their like yeah. their specialty or whatever it is you it, it's like relinquish the control see what happens and even if it's not too up to your par it's okay because yes. it, it's getting done and it might not be perfect but like you don't have to take on every little part yeah of you know you're totally you have to be on call all hours of the yes night. exactly yeah um and then to wrap it up just a few healthy ways to relieve um adrenaline addiction if you're feeling like you're going through this and you want some like new things to try and have i don't know a healthier outlet um they say exercise i mean i know that's kind of like an obvious one but it doesn't make sense particularly for adrenaline addiction like if you go run chances are you're going to come back and feel like you kind of worked out some of that Mm -hmm. that feeling of like wanting to fucking push and and rush um meditate we've talked about that a lot uh taking breaks from social media because Mm. social media is just one giant adrenaline game yeah Yeah. it's nonstop getting little little feedback little buzzes little likes Mm -hmm. and so it's really easy to like get swept up in that and feel like your worth is completely determined by social media so taking a break from that and uh i think that's all i've got on it but yeah i highly recommend uh the wim hof breathing method i've been doing this every day and it is been awesome you can just uh he's on youtube under wim hof mm-hmm. uh and you can watch videos he uh, it, you, you probably have heard of him maybe maybe not i think they referred to him as like the ice man this is the guy who like climbed everest in shorts and barefoot and shit jesus yeah like he is nuts but like oh awesomely nuts <laughs> and he has like st- he has like studies that he's done like he's his method is like backed up by science there was like um uh, there was like a study they did where they like half the people, everybody was injected with like the flu. Okay. The, yeah. the flu, whatever. And half the people did his like breathing method with him every day and half people didn't. 
uh, everybody who didn't got sick and everybody who did his methods with him did not get sick oh wow it's pretty really? incredible like you basically he basically is like you have way more control over your immune system than you even realize and uh it's a great breathing uh method where you're just like basically breathing in three steps like with your whole body and it gives you like a boost of energy and it, it really just like relaxes you makes your I, it feels like it makes my day better can you say um, the name of it again yeah Wim. it's if you just google or youtube wim hoff w-i-m-h-o-f-f i believe he's wim got hoff. a whole youtube channel he's 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 awesome um Sweet. i would love to like just get into some of his like the studies that they've done with him um but yeah it's great like whew. I did not get sick the whole holiday season because I was using that method after like seeing Whoa, family, seeing family members great. and stuff. It's freaking great. And you feel like a little bit high after because you're doing some like deep, heavy breathing. Yeah. And he's like, you're going to feel a little high on your own supply, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's from like the Netherlands or something. It's great. Anyway, highly wow. recommend him. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. Well, I think that's it for this week. Um, I've got some show dates to plug. Taylor, you have some show dates too? Yeah, this comes out... Uh, this comes out on Monday, February 4th. Next week. Okay, um, great. Yeah, I am, uh, I'm going to be in uh, Portland at Helium Comedy Club, February 14th through 16th. Uh, so that's very exciting. And uh, then I'm going to be at... Uh, I'm in... Grand Rapids next month uh, for Gilda's Laugh Fest, March 7th through 9th. And I'm at the DC Improv, March 21st through 24th. Sweet. Um, I'll be headlining uh, at the parlor in Bellevue, Washington on Thursday, the 7th. So Thursday of this week. And then the following weekend is when both Taylor and I are going to be in the Pacific Northwest. So I know we have some people on our Facebook group messaging that they're going to go to our shows, which is so fun. Um, I will be headlining, uh, I believe it's the Washington Performing Arts Center uh, uh, in Olympia on Thursday, the 14th. And then I'll be headlining the Comedy Underground in downtown Seattle February 15th through the 17th, and that's when Kane will be featuring for me. So go to kelsacook.com for tickets and uh, other tour dates. Oh, yeah, ttomcomedy.com for, for tour dates Sweet. and all that stuff. Dicksbydelaney.com for dick mugs. Delaneyfisher.com for Love at First Cousin comedy special. And follow me on Instagram to see pictures of my new puppy. Yay! Oh, my gosh, I'm so excited. <laughs> all right, we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Love you. Bye. You guys, we love you so much. Thank you for supporting Self Helpless. You can follow us on social media, on Instagram and Facebook, at Self Helpless Podcast. And you can visit selfhelplesspodcast.com for all things Self Helpless. Learn about Patreon and how to sign up. Our merch is there. Information about our Facebook group and how to join. All the episodes you can listen to are on there. A little bit about the show. Our individual sites are linked there. And our contact information, email and P.O. box if you want to send us some love letters. And you can follow us individually as well. I am at Delaney Fisher on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And DelaneyFisher.com where you can watch my docu-comedy special Love at First Cousin for free. And then DicksByDelaney.com if you want to buy some dick mugs. Sweet. I'm at Kelsey Cook Comedy on Instagram, at Kelsey Cook on Twitter, KelseyCook.com for all tour dates and merch. And my album, Savor It, is still available to buy on iTunes. And you can watch Wrists of Fury, my foosball web series that has an episode of Taylor and Delaney uh, on the All Things Comedy YouTube channel. I am at Taylor Tomlinson on Twitter and Instagram and ttomcomedy.com for my Netflix special and all live tour dates. Sweet. We yeah. love you guys. So much. Yeah. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>